Alright, we're back. Live and direct, but I don't know though your coat. But I don't know though. I need- it should be but we don't know though. Should we it? don't know though. Because it's not I. It's really a we. Well, I'm only meaning I have to like really practice how I say these things. Someone told me at a show today that I sound like I'm I'm from like super Brooklyn. Like I'm too Brooklyn. So they're like, you need to work on your accent. You need to pay attention to how you sound. It was a girl from Philly. She was like, you sound like you're from Brooklyn. I'm like, yes, because you're in New York. That's why I yeah, sound well, like Yeah, but she's this. also from Philly. Yeah. So she can't quite determine she was like, who really sounds like they from Brooklyn and who doesn't. And she was like, you have a really thick accent. I'm like, yeah, she's from Philly. And when you're from out of town, you can really hear, like, oh, this motherfucker not from here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and your co-host, Avery Mason, uh, Mr. Phil Hunt, I apologize in advance. Both of us... You know, it's Friday. Today's payday. Both of us drinking a little bit. This show is sponsored. A little bit of Dose Vida here, the grapefruit kind. Dose Vida. Dose Vida. Uh, Feel me finding these brands. Yeah, this has become one of my favorites this summer. Something about quarantine really got me into Dose Vida. Yeah, cut water, drop the ball. What does um, that mean in Hispanic? Does that mean like... I know Vida means, I think, obviously, living la vida loca. I think dulce means sweet. So, so sweet life. Sweet life. Yeah, oh, dulce wow. means sweet okay. life. Interesting. Yeah. Paying attention to junior high school Spanish really does pay off. I took Spanish because I was, you know, grew up basically between Indianapolis and Georgia. Born in Kansas, but left there when I was like two. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Military kid. Spanish in third grade. And Spanish in like 10th grade in mm. Georgia. Because I think it was a requirement that you had to take one or two classes. I one of the most racist states in the world has a Spanish requirement. I find yeah, that funny. My... That's funny to me. How do you say, como se dice? They are taking all our jobs. They took our jobs. <laughs> I love that shit. But the best reply to that always has been. Motherfucker, if you've been in America for 30 years and somebody that's been in America for a day can take your job, uh-huh. that's your fault. It's you. You no. ain't done the training or the any of the uh, education that has been available to you. So don't get mad at them. Get mad at your damn self. Yeah, I'll help your resume. Phil Hunt, personally, I'm a big fan of self-responsibility. So, yeah. Be able to laugh at yourself a bit and ask yourself why Juan, who just jumped over the border, can take your job. Yeah, um, so yeah, folks, we don't really have, uh, I think Phil and I are just going to enjoy ourselves today. This is going to be a loose conversation. Um, I'll tell you about my week. We're finally, uh, I got to host the LOL, hosted it probably a third time, and um, the manager was surprised. Not surprised, but she was just like, you did a really good job. I'm going to tell him that he needs to have you host more. You have a different energy. I'm like, y'all have been doing this long enough. Are you surprised? Right after I got that great compliment, I had to headline the show. It'll be the last comic. We were talking about this before. And there was a comic who only had about two years. Wow, that shit is, uh, this Dulce Vita's hit. It sinks up on you mm-hmm. a little bit. I'd be careful with I'm that. I'm trying not to burp into the mic. I apologize. If you, <laughs> when you're driving in your car, you got you the volume. I'm trying. I'm trying. 
But this guy, he's got two years in comedy. He comes up to me, you know, I did my stuff, you know. The set was what it was. I won't say I bombed. I won't say I did as good as I've done. He's like, yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to know your crowd. And I'm looking at this dude like, hmm. It, it, immediately when he said that the first, because he didn't talk about no other parts of the show, just that one part, which was in the beginning of my set. I said, like, hmm. You comedy? How long you been doing comedy? Oh, yeah, two years. I'm like, oh, so you got to figure it out, huh? I would have, I would have never, I got respect for comedy, I got respect for people, doesn't even got to be comedy, any job you're doing, if you've been doing it longer than me, I ain't got shit to say, I'm keeping my mouth shut, and my opinions to myself, Phil, I thought it was a Phil, he, th- he had a different, like, opinion on it, he felt like the guy was just trying to, now a lot of people don't know what to say, it's like, you ever ask somebody, how was your day, and they actually tell you, yeah, and then you like, oh, shit, I really ain't got no money to get this motherfucker. So, hmm. hey, man, uh, good luck. Or you got to hit him with a default. Damn, that's crazy. So, so we as comedians, we have our default answers. And one of them is, you know, man, what did he say to you? You got to know your crowd. You got to know your audience. And I'm just like, it is a room full of tourists. I've been doing this joke for a long time. Tell a comedian, I did a joke about, I don't know, feet. And then someone stood up and said, that ain't funny. My cousin died from feet. And then he pulled out a gun and shot me. And the comedian might say to you, you got to know your audience. That you go, how is I supposed to know his cousin died from feet? What does that even mean? So specific. Was it a podiatrist? What really went down, bro? But I'm just saying that to say we're trained to say four or five things. And it may sound really insensitive. And you may even at a point bring it up to someone later on and they go, man, I don't even remember saying that to you. So we have to be conscious of the fact that at times people just don't know what to say to you. Yeah, so he said that and I did take it some type of way and I'm like he was like yeah I'm just trying to get up at these mics right now and I'm just like, so I'm getting paid to be here and you're just hanging out and you want to you want to give me some advice you you didn't even really without really giving me advice he was a nice dude I ain't gonna hold him but I just was like looking at him funny when I'm like the minute he said you gotta know you're crying I was like you know that's not helpful that's very generic you know, it's like if you sell someone, yeah, I'm fat, I'm trying to lose weight. And it's like, well, you just kind of got to get up and move around. That's That doesn't help me. But I'm saying that's how I knew who he was doing. I'm like, you gave me very stock advice. You didn't really get specific. If I, I would have said oh, exactly how, you got to, how do you know your audience? By throwing <laughs> jokes out there and seeing what works and seeing what people say what. But you shouldn't talk. Like, if you haven't been doing the job as long as somebody else, just have a conversation. Be normal and just listen. Like, I know I'm older than Phil. I'm a little older than Phil. But times when he's talking about comedy and I'll say my opinion and he'll give me a different perspective and I'll be like, yeah, you know what? I didn't think about that. You're right. Yeah. I've never had that happen to me. Like, okay, I'll throw this out there. Comedy-wise, you know, the comedy club owner passed and... There was a girl that was just talking about how he was, you know, a sexist pig and a misogynist because she auditioned and he happened to tell her, you know, 
what you do is like cool. I feel like it needs more work, but like you're, you know, you're cute and like you have a nice look. He didn't say you're cute, but he said you have a nice look. And she took that as bad and he's a misogynist pig and he's a this and he's a that. But I said to her, did these other club owners give you a chance to audition? Nope. And the answer is no. That it's like, do you understand that he's been a club owner for about 30 years and how many people he's had to watch? That you should be grateful that he said anything to you. Because a lot of the guys coming through, he didn't even bother. Don't get nothing. He didn't even bother saying nothing. Unless he likes you. Because I had the same audition. And he was like... Don't give away too much. Thank you, Phil. I, I don't listen. Yeah, Phil, those loose lips. Just keeping it generic. Six chips. Yeah. Keeping it as general as possible. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> he didn't say a lot to a lot of dudes, and a lot of dudes he didn't say none to. Mm-hmm. That as a man, anytime somebody tells me, well, you got a nice look. Oh, thank you. Shit, now. Go on, Grandma. Run along <laughs> before I do something to you now. But all I'm saying is, like, what he said to you was as nice as pop because he could because let me do some do your audition for 30 years let me let me have to watch people audition for 30 years i'm gonna be like you're fucking trash and never ever 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 like keep your day job what the fuck did you think that was so see for someone to say to you well you know, I think what you're doing, you're headed in the right direction. It needs work. And you have a nice look. It's actually very kind. Yeah, I know the same person you're talking about. We'll do generic. I remember being there Keep and generic. someone having an audition. And it was a guy. He did bad. So after the kid comes off stage, the guy's like, what are you doing right now? He's like, the kid's like, I'm in school. I'm trying to get my degree. Yeah. Stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in school, Stay in kids. school. Get your, get your degree. I, mean, that's I was like, Joe on the corner going to tell you so. He's like, get your degree. Don't worry get about degree, Com- Comedy's not going anywhere. Get, get your education. Your young and comedy will always be here, bro. <laughs> I should have been laughing, but when I did mine, the guy liked me. Same guy liked me, and he was like, he... he Almost the impression you got a future, you know, just keep coming and building. But I swear, in relation to that story, for yes, guys get the raw truth. Yeah. Don't. What do you do? Don't quit. Keep doing that other thing. This this isn't for you. <laughs> but like I said, sometimes it's like you have to step back and remove yourself from certain things and say, you know, is this person being real with me or? Trying to spare your feelings. Should I just be grateful for the fact that they said anything to me? Or is this somebody I should turn up on and go to fuck off? No. And I think uh, Drake said he had a rule 48 hours. I think you can watch The Shop. That's LeBron James' show if you don't know on HBO. Mm-hmm. And Drake was on there. And Drake said he gives everything 48 hours because a lot of rappers nowadays, they just say your name to get attention. Yep. Something, something, fuck Drake, he a flake. Choke on a cornflake, Drake. That is like, they're only saying that so you're dumb enough to run into the studio and think you have to respond to everything. And you don't have to respond to everything. Like, yeah. I remember one of my favorite Jay-Z disses is uh, Takeover, where oh, yeah. he does a whole verse about Nas 
Well, he does a few bars about Nas. God bless Nas responding with a whole song. Yeah, that song knocked his ass out the box. But Jay said, "What did he say?" Don't Uh, at me. We both agree that Ether was better than Super Ugly and the Takeover. But on the back end of Takeover, what did he say? Two, two of them shits was due, and then he said something about. Yeah, the first one was ah, the other was ill matter. Right. Yeah, now that's Nas, right? He got at Nas. We all acknowledge yeah, that. Yeah. But then for the rest of them, oh, he ends the song on the rest of y'all niggas. You only get half a bar. Fuck. Fuck y'all <laughs> niggas. Of like, you know, Jo felony. Like yeah. <laughs> all these years. Uh, later. Don't try to play. No, Jo had. Well, he had like one hit. But like, I'm gonna be responding to Jo felony. That all these years later, it's insane that of like you're gonna res- like and Bathgate and all these different people that was a J clone Bathgate. Yeah, he gave uh, but, he gave fifty like half a bar too. Fair. So I'm know, about a dollar. What, what the, the fuck, fuck is, is fifty cents? cents? But that's a different song. But different still, song. I'm saying, different song. Different. Everyone doesn't deserve a response. Yeah. And also, like I said, of like. You know, sometimes you just gotta be grateful somebody mentioned you. Even if it's in a dish. Oh, now I remember what I want to talk to you about. So, the big news this week, R. Kelly. (laughs) Going to be making last films. Best of both worlds. Oh! (laughs) The name name Chocolate Factory is going to take on a whole new meeting uh, where he's going. He's going to jail. (laughs) And they're going to make lots of chocolate in jail. It's so crazy it took this long. I mean, we all knew. This is a, let me tell you something. Black people knew R. Kelly was guilty, but we just some of us I just mean, liked his music he more. He made it so easy. He's on tape. Yeah, that was him. I saw the video, and that video I've never seen the video, but I was about fifteen then. So I and you know what's crazy? I'm thirty five now. My feelings haven't changed. That it's like he's guilty. He's as guilty. Fuck. R. Kelly is foul. He's a fucked up person. He's guilty. You know what's wild? And let me add this next part. This is the part people dispute. Mm -hmm. Hey, man. Your daughter is trash. Mm. I'm sorry. Because people, I keep seeing people be like, the parents, the parents. Be real, bruh. I never, after about 15, I quit listening to my parents. There were things that I did that it was just like, you know, I had a car before I had a license. What you're saying is that it's you're saying it's not fully his fault. It's like half and half. No, it's very much his goddamn fault. But the parents are not responsible at all. A bit no more than the parents are responsible for a serial killer. All right. It's like, you know, I watched Jeffrey Dahmer had a movie called, I think, Raising Dahmer. Yeah whole hour and a half movie the whole time my sad sadistic ass is waiting on them to get to the murders <laughs> you want to see somebody get eaten hour and 30 minutes in no murder I think they alluded to it at the very end they showed him getting in a car and hitchhiking and it was like they alluded to it it just cut from there but I'm saying that to say did he say I was hungry before he got into the car this shit ain't got nothing to do with the parents because they tried to hint at like, oh, well, you know, Dahmer's parents were getting a divorce. Hey, a whole lot of motherfuckers' parents got divorced. They didn't kill 12 people and eat yeah, four I, of them. My parents got divorced. I didn't eat anybody. So, yeah, it's just like, let's cut the shit. So Parenting our, ain't got shit so to do with R. If, Kelly. If you've been living under a rock and not paying attention to the news, I understand. 
Some people have different housing situations. R. Kelly got found guilty of racketeering and among a number of charges. He got he got guilty on all counts, right? And I thought that was funny because, well, sex trafficking that. I thought sex trafficking, you had to sell sex to people. He the only motherfucking sex trafficker that took all, trafficked all the sex to himself. <laughs> he, he, didn't, he got high on his own supply. <laughs> so, yeah, basically. So, I'm like, but racketeering that I'm like, they pull that out when they can't prove you did nothing, but they well, want to send you to prison. That, that's the same crime that sent Gotti to prison. Got John Gotti. Yeah, they couldn't get Gotti on trials, all the other things, but they but got him on the racketeering. ass on racketeering yeah. that. When they um, pull racketeering out, cut the shit. Yeah. We can't prove you've been doing you shit. Back but everyone that, yeah. knows you've yeah. been doing shit. Now, get, listen, you listen to us. Neither me nor Phil are saying Kelly's innocent. We both think he's guilty, but what we're saying now, this is... this movie called My Friend Dom. See? <laughs> my now, friend? Now, goddamn it, cut the shit. Mm-hmm. My friend, Dahmer? Yeah. It's on Netflix, y'all. It came out in 2017. I had to Google it. My, my friend, friend Dahmer. Show him playing with frogs and, and you know, humanize the killer. Now, how many motherfuckers did Jeffrey Dahmer kill? Let me Google that, too, because y'all now, gonna you got to find the out the how many did he kill and eat. That's what I want to know. Right. How do you eat humans? You know what I mean? Do you grill it, saute it? I'm not seventeen I'm not, victims he had. Seventeen Donald. victims he ate. Now mind you, I was like seven, and this is how I knew I probably should have knew I was gonna be a comedian. <laughs> I, I remember coming home from school and I mean I must have been how old was I when Dahmer died? Nineteen ninety four. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't in prison long. He was in prison like a year. Came home. I remember my father was off, and I mean, I got a military dad. He's cleaning his boots or whatever, and he's just looking at the news. And John, Jeffrey Dahmer was murdered today in prison, and my father just went out missing the beat. Goes, motherfucker's stomach must have been growling, <laughs> and, his, and his and his cellmate wasn't having it. And I said, "See, yeah, because that's hey, man, that's you funny. know." Yeah, uh, some of y'all might be too young to remember, but Jeffrey Dahmer uh, was a cannibal. He killed people. He ate them. They found body parts, you know, in his freezer. He was saving to eat. Went to jail. Got convicted. Went to jail for life. And his cellmate, you know, was like, "Nah, yo, stomach growling. Nah, not today. I'm only in here for for a couple more months. I ain't trying to, you know." He must have got him excited when he saw Mike Tyson body bandits here. He was like, that's a great idea. Why did I think of that? That looks tasty. I should have ate the ears. <laughs> but yes, R. Kelly yeah, is going man. to jail. And now he's been convicted, found guilty. And now we're just waiting to see how many years he gets. This is the part of the justice system I don't like because now it's up to the judge subjectively I'm a to bad look at it and man. decide. Right. Not ashamed of it. Each one of the counts he got convicted <laughs> on carries X amount of years. So on the racketeering alone, it could be between 10 to 100. It's it's up to the judge's discretion. All the sex charges, all the crimes against kids, those go between 5 to 15. So Kel's going to do some time. We might not see him out on the streets again. So, you know, but can you imagine, though, what that prison album going to be like? <laughs> <laughs> That, yo, let me tell you, if y'all thought 12, what's it called, 12 Play? Mm-hmm. If y'all like 12 Play, nigga, with this prison album, because he's going to have a prison album. It's going to happen. Listen. 
When that prison album come out, that's just going to be some of the most hard I stuff. knew he was going to prison when they announced his jury on Friday was deliberating. So that was September 24th. <laughs> September 25th, for those of y'all listening, was mm-hmm. National Daughters Day. Talk about it. So I knew, Negro, you are not getting away the on National Daughters Day with this shit that you've been doing. You're on tape. So on Monday, the first business day after National Daughters Day, they was like, we locking your ass up, bro. You've been locked up and you're staying. I'm locked up. They won't let me out. He gonna have to call Akon. Yeah, but you know, he, you know, he's not going to be in general pop. People think it, R. Kelly going to be in general pop. It was just like when Lil Wayne went to jail, when Meek went to jail. Yeah, They're going to be in protective custody. And I'm only saying that, yeah, you might be in PC, but no one meeting Meek, they like, why are you here? You popped a willy on a bike. Lil Wayne, oh, you had a gun? You should yeah. have a gun. Rappers get shot every day. Mm-hmm. With R. Kelly, yeah, he may be being PC, because even John Gotti, a motherfucker bust John Gotti's head in prison because they're not really respecting that. It's like, because you've been protected for years, yeah, you got up in here and it is what it is, but, you know. So got I'm it. just saying, got they it. may leave his ass to the wolves. They're in PC because they didn't do nothing to nobody per se. Well, it's weird in prison they got like a, a code of conduct, which Those I think- are all nonviolent crimes. This isn't a violent crime, but it's a violation of what men hold the most sacred, meaning their daughters. Their kids, yeah. It's, and it's, their kids, yeah. Prison so has a code of conduct, so if they find out what you did, like touching kids or some mm-hmm. like Jeffrey Dahmer type shit, then your ass is a marked man. And if R. Kelly was a general pop, his ass be a marked man. It wouldn't even be... Uh, if y'all seen The Wire, not The Wire, what the fuck? Um, Oz. Oz, thank you. Like, you knew what I was talking about. Oz. Have you seen Oz? No wizard. Just Oz. Just Oz. <laughs> it was, it was a, that show, you, fuck scared straight. Make If your kids are getting on bad, they won't listen in school, make them watch Oz. Because everything <laughs> that happens in Oz has happened in real life. And you could look it up. There was one episode where I seen there was a guy, he got killed and they buried him in the wall. That really happened. Some guy got killed and buried and they could not find him. They thought he broke out of jail until they were doing renovations on the jail. I found the bones. What the fuck is this shit? They found out that this guy got killed and stuffed in the wall. Wow. Yeah, Oz is, I, hate, I, I hated watching Oz, but I couldn't stop watching because it, it was so good. <laughs> but every night it'd be a different terror, like out of BC. I can't remember the guy's name. He, he, he was on Grey's Anatomy. I think Isaiah Washington is his name. He raped uh, a new inmate. This white dude. He befriended him, made him get comfortable, and then he raped him. He raped him, and he was singing some opera song. That image, Phil, that image haunts me to this day. I still go in my room and check under the bed, and I'm a grown man, and make sure Ida Beachy's not there. Everybody was afraid of, what's his name on the wire? Omar? That's funny. I was afraid of Ida Beachy. Ida Beachy coming. I think the... um, TV has popularized that, that you say, you know, two things. Is one is it's the, um, it dehumanizes anybody in prison that you would say, hey, man, like, if rape culture is a thing that I don't even believe in, let's be real, 
if it's a thing and you think it's a thing, why is it a thing the second you think someone goes to prison that it's okay? Now, mind you, everybody's in prison for different things. Now, mind you, too, some people are in prison and didn't do what people, in fact, said they did. So, you know, especially us blacks that, yeah, the Jew, you know, they railroaded us. But I said that to say, from me, from what I've heard about prison, is that if you ain't looking for that type of action, then you ain't getting it. Like, I remember oh. this guy, Bubbles, he was in the hood back in the day. Bubbles. In Indianapolis, where I'm from. Bubbles. You know, the real name shall be protected, but in the hood, he was known as Bubbles. Can I ask you, before you get the story, why they called him Bubbles? I have no idea. Did he just, he like, blowing this child's Stop. Super pause. He was older than me, but but this is what I wanted to tell you. Yeah. I remember, you know, everybody, projects, Blackburn Terrace, to be particular, if you're familiar with Indianapolis. You know what? Fuck that. Google Blackburn Terrace and see what pops up. I'm sure it ain't good. Anyway, that's where my father is from. And I mean, his grandmother lived there for years after and his aunt and uncles and a lot of us. Anyway, long story short. Bubbles, I remember, had green eyes when we was kids. And, I mean, Bubbles grew up in the system. Long story short, dudes wound up kind of basically saying, and I'm, listen, I'm, we drinking and whatnot. I'm going to try to find a nice word for what Bubbles became. But Bubbles, ba- Bubbles basically became a member of the gay community. In jail? These green eyes. Who's to say whether it was developed in jail or not? But all I'm going to say is Bubbles had green eyes. Bubbles was always known in the hood as this very pretty guy. Like one of Shalimar, Elder Bars, one of them niggas. Anyway, so yeah, but people would saying like, look, man, you can go to prison. Whatever happens in prison happens. Motorcycles, New York loud, y'all. Y'all know what it is. Anyway, yeah, full tank of gas. One let everybody. I was having a sincere moment. You can anyway, go, to jail. go ahead. Dudes, basically, let me know. Like, Phil, that's not a thing that happens to you unless that's a thing that you're looking for. And they was kind of saying about bubbles, like that's how bubbles was. People don't want to accept that, mm-hmm. but that's who he was because a lot of people jumped to what prison. But I, I said that to say, I've heard, because even in Oz and different TV shows, you know, they always kind of joke around right that it's like, A, you're dehumanizing prisoners because, like I said, there is very much an aspect that's portrayed in TV shows of they're there because they're bad people and they deserve whatever bad happens to them. That it's like, that's not reality. A lot of people are there because they don't have money to fight the system. Mm-hmm. I mean, R.I.P. Khalif Browder, that you think about him and think about what just happened with, uh, what was this girl that was missing? Did we talk about that? Brittany. I don't remember. The, the white the woman that was missing. Gabby Patrio yeah, or whatever Pat- her name Pati- was. Patio. Patio. Forgive us. It's, I it's, think we barely missed the our last minds, episode. Y'all. It's not our minds. It's the liquor, y'all. But yes, Where the girl we briefly touched on you know, that. went missing. The guy came back, drove her car all the way back from Wyoming. There was a domestic incident in Utah prior to that. 
she kind of told him, nah, we good. Like, it was just a mental episode. They let him go. Went back to Florida in her car. Got back to Florida. The parents questioned him to say, where is our daughter? Mm-hmm. He said, I don't even know where my fiance is. Then the cops said, hey, we need to question you. Then the cops said, okay, you don't know where your fiance is. Fair, let him go. He's been missing. They finally found the body in Wyoming. I said all that to say a level of just like... They found her body, not his. Right. He's still missing. That's so crazy because you go as a black person, that would never happen. Nope. And you think about a Khalif Browder that was in jail on a backpack. You know, that uh, person said that he stole. That wasn't even a citizen of this country. Yeah, they ended up dropping Flew the charges. back to Mexico. My but man was did. locked up for two years awaiting trial at Rikers that they're going to close down. So I said all that to say a level of life. We very much in these TV shows put that out there as some form of punishment. But you think, you got to ask yourself, are people even there because they're guilty? Especially when they're they black. So, I'm not saying everything that happened to us happened. I went a long way, but he did. Just, he took a long way. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's one of those shows. I want to make Phil, you think. Phil and I. Uh, I'm not saying it's real. I'm saying now, it's that nigga R. Kelly guilty than a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, he's, he's guilty. He's, he's been guilty a long ass time. And you know what's crazy about him, if you think about it? And I thought this a lot about Michael Jackson, although I feel like Michael was innocent. Mm-hmm. I agree. Michael was married to Lisa Marie Presley, right? But you go, his children, I think, Blanket and Paris, aren't even... They were surrogates. Yeah, yeah. They, they weren't artificially inseminated. Yeah, by the lady the women. He, was, he was messing with in Australia. So you say, Michael... And that's one of the things that makes me not believe he did it. Because you go, Michael, he didn't even... He didn't Regularly... Sleep. Yeah. I guess we would say, insert a nut. That's the easy term. He artificially inseminated his own surrogate mother. So you go, he did what to your kids? I don't even think he, I, that nigga was asexual, if anything. Mm-hmm. But I said all that to say, like, yeah, Michael, no. But like, these people are strange. These celebrities. Celebrities are strange. Are strange. I, I, I don't. I don't know. R. Kelly guilty as fuck. That nigga been on camera for years. But my only beef with Michael was, Mike, you could have had any woman you wanted. Lisa Marie Presley. She was alright. She was. She was alright. But that's what I'm saying. Of like. But and maybe he even, felt like she's the only know. one who understands me. I don't know. But there's a level know. of like, all I'm saying is, and this is my same issue with R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly could have had any, any grown woman, woman, any woman he, he wanted. wanted. He was like, nah, I'm going to go sit Bring outside Bring me the this, girls. I'm going to sit outside this junior high school. Bring me the girls. I'm going to wait outside in front of the Mickey Mouse Club. Could have had come out. any girl he wanted. I never understood it. And to those of you who think he's innocent, then why the hell did he marry Nobody Aaliyah? Nobody thinks he's No, why, why, did, why did he marry Aaliyah and then have this shit annulled? He married Aaliyah when she was 13. Nobody right? thinks he's And they, they quietly had it annulled. That's, that, to me, tells me everything I need to know. That, saw the video, did not like it. Phil said he didn't see the video. That video traumatized me because I thought it was going to be on some ha-ha-ha type stuff. I, don't know, I, looked at the, I remember looking at the video and thinking to myself, Oh, th- this is—he's really peeing on her. This is this, it. 
There's nothing funny about this. He's really peeing Never on her. Never seen it, but I've heard. Right, you, and you can look at it and clearly see it's R. Kelly. There's no question. And I don't mean. Lip. And you I'm listen to his. Now we laughing at the. Laughing at the yeah. What a fucking weirdo. You know how many years he's been doing this? He's just like Harvey Weinstein. Yes, he's been doing this and, a long and time. And my thing is, if he goes down, I think that the handlers and some of the enablers should too, because some of them knew what he was doing. It was like, I got you. I know a girl. Listen, I go by Mickey Mouse Club all the time. There's a girl who hangs out front there waiting for her mom and dad. We can, And that's where I get mad at y'all, and that's the narrative I don't like. No one's responsible for your bullshit but you. If you're hooked on cocaine, the dealer ain't responsible. You're responsible. No, you're right. Man. I, I, I partly see what you're saying, but I'm saying. You love cocaine. But look, R. Like, Kelly love young girls. But that's you, his. Well, so, and, and I only say that, hold on, because I'm, I'm working my way to the part that you'll probably agree with. You're a parent. I am not. Mm-hmm. This whole narrative of blaming the parents. I haven't listened to my nah, parents since I was 15, cuz. Nah, that's so, not my, that's not and my And you know the saddest part of surviving our Kelly documentary is? Mm-hmm. And I'm, we oh, talking, you don't like it? No, you just put too much damn juice in there to where I'm like, nigga, where the Oh, that's all juice? I, oh, I thought I put alcohol. Well, mix it in. Anyway. Mix it in. Right, right up. Mix it in. Anyway, the saddest part of surviving our Kelly is... At one point, and I don't know if it's in the first or second season, and that's already hinting at how ridiculous this is, is folks. Two seasons. As I'm saying, you got this movie called My Friend Dahmer that it's like, this movie's an hour and a half featuring no murders. You got two seasons of crime women for surviving R. Kelly, complete with commercial breaks. Anyway, (laughs) the worst part is, at some point in the documentary, a group of parents show up, and the two parents, I shouldn't say group, parents show up, and they go, something, something, they got our daughter, and the whole, you know, two or three episodes, they're crying, 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 right? They go to the apartment, they trace the location from her phone to, uh, like, a, uh, a studio or a loft in downtown, a penthouse. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm so broke, I don't even know fancy terms. Anyway, a penthouse in downtown Chicago. They go there, they stand outside, they hold up signs, come home, daughter, come home, whatever her name is. Oh, this is so sad. How she see it? The cops Listen, the cops come and basically say to her, you know, they say to the cops, our daughter's in there, blah, 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 you know, it's so sad. Oh my God, because R. Kelly's a predator. He's a this, he's a that. Fair. The cops go, how old's this daughter? 21. Ma'am, unfortunately, there is nothing we can do. She chose to be stupid. They didn't say that. I said that. She chose to be stupid. She chose to be disgusting. She right. chose to be preyed upon. Well, I wasn't that for me, I have to say. Yeah, I was I feel sorry for Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah, rest yeah. in peace. I wasn't I feel sorry for the woman, the girl in the P tape. Yeah, no. Nah, Everyone beyond that is just a dumbass, and people are going to have to accept that. I will agree they were dumbasses, but my point was I wasn't blaming the parents, the enablers. Like, not his manager, but maybe his personal assistant knew. Maybe the guy who drives him around knew. Somebody knew he was fucking around with these girls and sat there and was like, look, I'm just here to get a check. You know what I'm saying? You see him 15, 16, 17 years. Girls, you know, that should not be. 
in that room with him at this time of night. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing today with a 15-year-old? Those people, those people who, like, didn't say shit and was like, yeah, I'm just trying to get a check. <laughs> but I have my, a problem with that. I'm only saying that because ultimately, and I mean, mind you, if you scale R. Kelly down to just a regular guy, he doesn't have security. He doesn't have tour managers. He doesn't have nobody. A girl coming over his house is what? Meaning like no one's there. He only has handlers because he has money. R. Kelly's a horrible person. A lot of us need to teach our daughters not to love money and fame. And I mean, as fucked up as that sounds to say, it's just true that it's because how long could listen, women are smarter than men. I think in a lot of cases and they have to be. This case would let you believe women are not smart. And you could argue, Phil, those aren't women, they're girls. Nigga, when I was 15, 16 years old, I was walking to high school to the bus stop and niggas was on the corner selling crack and was laughing at me. Like, you have to be smarter than to make the lowest common denominator decision. These girls made the lowest common denominator decision. They didn't go to college. Man, Some the of money. them were singers. They chose not to per- per- pursue their own career. You know, Sparkle's the only real motherfucker I respect now that I think about it. For those of you listening, Sparkle is an R&B singer that sang with R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. When that tape popped off, she said, that's my niece. And fuck all this shit. That's my niece. And she went in on R. Kelly. She did interviews when it wasn't popular back in 2002, three-ish. She was doing interviews saying, this guy is a bad person. You know, I brought my niece to a studio session. She said she wanted to meet R. Kelly. You know, I knew him. I was working with him. Here he is. And then to see this tape is like, he went basically behind my back and got at my niece. And I mean, you would never think you'd have to protect your niece from somebody. So again, R. Kelly is big trash. But a lot of people need to acknowledge, like I said, beyond Aaliyah and beyond the girl on the original tape that was Sparkle's niece. So y'all daughters are trash. It just is what it is, bro. He's trash. Your daughter's trash. Everyone involved here. You know now. To blame the security guards. That's, a lot of people need money. All I'm saying is somebody saw something, saw something, and let this this ish go on for you know twenty plus years. So yeah, somebody could have like, been I like somebody could have given anonymous tip. Hey, y'all need to look at this brother. Get him on Tinder or Hinge because he's like going I said to at the high beginning. School. I'm a big believer in self responsibility and. Yeah, I understand this concept of children Mm -hmm. and whatever else, but then there's a concept of self-responsibility that, like I said, let's be real, them guys that made fun of me on my way to school while they were selling crack, Mm -hmm. they weren't good people, Mm -hmm. and they were around my age. I may have been 15, 16, 14, they were 17, 18. They weren't good people then, and a lot of them aren't good people now. I also want to put out that I didn't like 
uh, surviving R. Kelly. It was, uh, yeah, I felt like it was just they're taking advantage. A cry fest. Yeah. That is just like, does this get necessary? It wasn't, we didn't need that. And we don't want to get into what about isms, but it's like, has Me Too been successful? I think so. I mean, Weinstein's gone. Yeah, Cosby's They locked Cosby for a minute, mm-hmm. but he got out. Uh, Kelly's gone. Who else is gone? There's a few people. Well, Epstein they got. There's a lot more Epstein, that... Epstein, you know, there's a lot more. murdered there's a, himself, but... There's a lot more out there, Phil, that they haven't. It's a matter of time. But I think... I was watching Bob Ross' documentary. I hate that. I saw it. I hated it. Well, because artists get exploited. The whole exploitation versus exposure argument that it clearly shows you we exploited Bob Ross, and it was what it was. He worked mm-hmm. through cancer, God bless. The same cancer that killed my brother, mm-hmm. lymphoma. Um, but what I wanted to say on there was there was a guy, cowboy hat and everything, and I posted this on my page, that he just went, you know, they were talking about Bob Ross having an affair with a woman, and he went, what was this, in the 70s? His wife goes, no, the 80s. He goes, Whatever. Everybody was sleeping with everybody. And then he goes, y'all can cut that out. But listen, everybody was sleeping with everybody. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it was. So, going back to, you know, Cosby's, whoever else is, that it's just like, oh, well, Hugh Hefner, and even, um, what's the guy? Fuck, because it just slipped in my mind. Um, shit. Not R. Kelly, but, um, There was one more guy that it was like, oh, Quincy Jones, when he came out and told you that that Richard Pryor was sleeping with Marlon Brando, that was sleeping with Marvin Gaye. Mm -hmm. I went, that's how I feel about these previous generations of like judging yesterday's people by today's standards does no good. Doesn't work. Because it's like, yes, all they did in the 70s was pop pills and have orgies. Mm Mm-hmm. Who am I to sit up in the 2000s and try to sort out what you motherfuckers call despair? Now, mind R. Kelly has nothing to do with that. That nigga was raised in fair enough times that it's just like, motherfucker, you're crazy. Yeah, just to, uh, so just to, I'm just over here scrolling your timeline just to get off R. Kelly real quick. What the F, Phil? Uh-oh. Um... All right, so you got two things I don't understand on here. Maybe you can explain to me. Mm-hmm. I don't get this tweet. This one here says retweet when you get it. It's a picture of three bricks. Looks like they're broken <laughs> apart. One space, two space, three space bricks. What the hell is that picture? If you, you want to if you want to know what it is, please go to Phil Hunt's page at I am Phil Hunt on Twitter. It's a picture of bricks. What did I say? Okay. You retweeted okay. it. Okay. What is the hell does it mean, though? You don't know what it means? See, now I feel like I'm giving away game that I shouldn't have to give away. One How old brick. are you? Say your age here. because I'm I 41, but again... 41, I'm 35, so that's six years? You seven? Listen, you know I grew up in a sheltered household, so there's a lot of things that I don't understand. Okay, so there's a tweet. It just It's just pictures of bricks, and by that alone, you should know that we talking drugs. You were on power, Avery. Bricks and drugs, right? I know bricks and drugs. So what does it look like there in the picture? It looks like three bricks with, I guess, the... Water brick, half a brick, whole brick, hey! Gucci man and juice 
trap? Hey, okay. It was a song. This is all right. So it's my problem. The last hold on, the, that was a great song. It the, actually ushered in mumble rap. Phil, the problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Juice Man is the godfather of mumble rap. Hold on, I love OJ the Juice Man. By the way, but before we go into OJ the Juice Man, this last brick only got three holes. If it's supposed to be a quarter brick, shouldn't it be four holes? That way, when you do this one, that'll make more. All right, cool. Quarter break. Bad. See, now you're getting two in there. I'm getting it's technical because I'm sitting there. One, two, three. It's I, a half a brick. It's a quarter. It's a quarter brick, a half a brick, and a whole brick. A. That's it. So when you share it, you got to share it and not say nothing. Because you want to leave out the people that get left out. Go back and listen to OJ, OJ and Juice, man. That song baby. was that song was big. Those was, suckers was anticipating was on the arrival of OJ break, the Juice, break, man. Hey. I feel like Jeezy ushered in the ad lib. Well, he made the ad lib big. Yeah. He was heavy with the ad lib. Mm-hmm. But then Juice right. Man took it to a whole nother level. Because Juice Man said, I don't necessarily even need to rap. Mm-hmm. It's just ad lib. Hey, okay. So what 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 WTF Phil? I'm also on your page here. Alright, what else that you seen. got a stud <laughs> with, a, with a very nice fitted by the way. Again, go look on his page. I'm Phil Hunt. This is stud. If you don't know what a stud is, it's the aggressive form of a, a lesbian, a dyke lesbian. Uh she yeah, has got like to be called AG's, AGs okay. She's got she's wearing a dildo. A strap on, and she lit it on fire with lighting fluid and took it off. What? What the hell, Phil? What's? What? I mean, it just was a funny clip that you go. I saw it, so now everybody needs to see it. Can't unsee okay. it. Okay. Hey. Can't unsee it. Uh, yeah, she's got a strap on, lit on fire. I mean, you know, she going to war out here. Yeah. Uh, oh, not going down my timeline. That's, um, that's all I. <laughs> oh no! Wait, not I yet. I like explaining myself. Nah, you know you're gonna explain on this uh, podcast, nah, You're you gonna, gonna explain. explain. I got questions. You gonna know though. Here it is, though. So he had. Uh, all right. So there's another good one. Twenty one. Shout out to anybody who played twenty one full court because y'all some savages. I could barely play twenty one half court. Twenty one was a basketball game you played every man for himself, right? You would go, I think you go by what, threes or fives? Or one? How much was it? You remember? I mean, it depends on the determine who determined the rules. Yeah, if it's 21, I think you're going by threes. Um, so, you know, 21, sometimes all twos, sometimes all ones, sometimes yeah. it's three, sometimes two, depending on where you are. There were no teams. It would just be a gang of people on people the court. People in D.C. play 31. Maybe so. you didn't have enough people for a half court, and all would just play 21 until somebody else showed up and be like, all right, let's know. do threes. I guess oh, they didn't have four. homework, you know, those in D.C., so Maybe yeah. Maybe not, but I, I I, would never play 21 with a court of that many. If you had enough people to run a full, you run a full. But one of the cool things I like about Phil's uh, Twitter timeline is he brought reminded me of 21. I'm like, oh, yeah, and nah, I remember 21 playing with a bunch of people. No cribs. You Who? know what no cribs was, right? Nah, yeah, I no don't, putbacks, meaning... You oh, yeah, you got to take it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. No well, we, we just call it take backs. Then Cribs was play with take put out. Yeah. You get put out, you get tipped. Yeah, we... You get put back in. We, so we, we play with take backs. Rules. It was the, the, the rule in Brooklyn or the New York City was if it hits the rim, don't go, and you got to take it back, you got to clear it, mm-hmm. and then you get a... Oh, I miss those days, man. I really yeah, do miss those days, man. It was some good times. 
I'm sorry, but we're gonna go down your timeline here. I just like some of the um Yeah, I you know, I'm keeping it current. I'm always keeping it spicy, so you know, I'll be in the moment I, talking I'm, about what's happening. I'ma try to read this one in Phil's voice. <clears throat> mm. The message always be aren't man creeps, even on dating apps, after they sign up and match with you, y'all act like the police. Y'all claim to hate. What the fuck is this? A string up? A sting up. A sting up. <laughs> Yeah, that was a woman posted a picture of, you know, a dude basically just saying underneath her pictures, like, hey, you you cute. I, I, you know, what's up? <laughs> and you, you look at the picture and you can clearly see by the screenshot, this ain't Facebook, this ain't Twitter, this ain't Instagram. You're on a dating app. That's what this is for. You match with a dude. You had to choose to match with him. So how do you now have this screenshot? And for those of you listening, a sting op is a sting operation. Look up that, that it's like they'll leave a really nice car with the window down <laughs> in the hood. And, and, and when you break in the that's called it, That's called entrapment. They, they'll charge you with, you know, joyriding or uh, carjacking or what am I looking for? Robbery, car thief, mm-hmm. auto, Grand Theft Auto. Mother. Grand Theft Auto, yeah. Hmm. So that's basically what she was. She was a fine, cute woman. So you go, yeah, he's saying, hey, how you doing? And y'all out here, you know, talking out, you know, man, if you want me, you got to apply pressure. Hmm. And there is this concept of, you know, I don't believe in playing hard to get myself. But there are women who, that, that's what they like. So... You know, for him to send her three messages right. under three different pictures, it's like he applying pressure to yes. pressure y'all claim y'all want. Well, then they say they don't want it. All right. And that ain't even pressure. Hold pressure on. showing up at her door or something. With some flowers. This is just on a dating app that she signed up for. Yeah, free that dating That she matched app. with him on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why they leave a lot of that stuff up to the ladies. Of that's life. why we shouldn't be doing no apps. If you're trying to bag a girl, it's got to be live and in person. Because this is ridiculous, man. Guys out there shooting their shot and girls shooting them down like they not on the same Not night. even shooting them down because she wasn't even replying to him. And like most people said of like, if you're not interested, just unmatch with him or let him know mm-hmm. that. Why keep letting him message you? So you can screenshot it. So it was all for her ego's mm-hmm. sake. Pretty much. And that's my I'll... thing. I'm not saying a woman is never obligated to do anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. But all I'm saying is, yeah, why match with him? Why be on a date now? Man. You'll never get a woman to admit that, by the way. So, yeah, it's like you're just here for shits and giggles. Then, mm. you know, yeah, it's like. What's the point of this? Uh, we can see by your pictures, you're a beautiful woman. Like, what do you, you wanted to prove to us that you what get attention from men, and that's the thing for a lot of us. It's a humble brag that mm-hmm. it's like, humble shorty, shorty we would have assumed you got men. You're a nice looking woman. He's not crazy for saying something to you. I would say something to we you. We were just talking woman. about that before the pod about there's some very intelligent women out there who don't need to do some of the. Thirst traps that they do, but they put them up there anyway. And I'm like, what are you, what are you trying to get to happen here? Yeah, right but you know, and that that's our fault as men. It's like we need to band together and just stop liking their pictures. Good luck with that. Stop I'm liking, I'm liking every picture. Them. Can't help it. Because
because, you know, every woman's got 10,000 followers on Instagram. Every woman that looks like anything. Bro, it's the path of least resistance. You can sit here and look at these women and no one's going to look at you. Yo, why are you looking at right. her? Like you can't do it in the street anymore. It's unacceptable. Yeah. It's the only place you can do it. OnlyFans or made Instagram. It's illegal, so it's like, all right, I'll just do this here. All right. I'm going to keep scrolling out your timeline. I'm going to read this to you in your voice. Okay. Boozy somewhere recording Cosby Pound Cake speech to a beat. And I'm just not sure, man. So if you didn't know, Bill Cosby came out and said that Little Boozy, Little Boozy had a, a biographical movie that came out, was going to put on Netflix. Netflix was going to pay him a mill. He turned him down. They weren't going to pay his ass no mill. No mill, not for his story. story. He came and yeah. told y'all. But anyway, uh, Bill Cosby promoted it on his IG and um, said that it was one of the best movies he's seen. And he was like, I'm not saying that because he gave me a compliment. I'm just saying it's actually good work. So, I don't know right. if y'all ever seen Boozy act, but... Catch y'all up. All I'm saying is... Hey. A black man supporting a black man is not anything for anybody to notice. But you gotta know, Bill Cosby dropped the pound case. There you go. Back, mm-hmm. Way back oh, when... Right. Prior to all the allegations and the jail and the prison and whatever... A lot of black people didn't like the pound cake speech. Bill Cosby's never been an advocate for rap music, which I forgive him for. Mm-hmm. I understand he existed as a black man in this country for about 40 years before rap music even started. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You don't like rap music, neither does Oprah. Mm-hmm. She don't have to like rap music and neither does he. So I was simply pointing out the irony of Cosby, a guy who condemned sagging pants, condemned this and condemned that to be uh, to be patting Bootsy on the back, a guy who's been in prison, a guy who sags his pants, a guy who has several babies' mothers made me laugh of just like, where are we in 2021 that Cosby supporting Bootsy? No, this is a good one here. I like this one. Uh, this was Phil's response to a tweet by Ted Cruz. I stand with Kyrie Irving. I stand with Andrew Wiggins. I stand with Bradley Beal. <laughs> if you don't know, the NBA players are refusing to get vaccinated. A few NBA, a few players. NBA players. And the, 90% the bad thing for them is NBA said, look, you don't get vaccinated? Fine. You can't play in the states where vaccines are mandatory and we're not going to pay you for it. Kyrie Irving... I don't even Andrew Wiggins back. Let's talk Kyrie Irving. He stands to lose more than half of his salary. Yeah, I don't care about his salary. I don't understand. Like, if this is your job, bro, like, I get you don't want to get it, but, bro, just take it. Nothing's going to happen to you. A lot of people always look at the side effects like, well, this could happen. This could happen. Yeah, so, so could a lot of things happen. You can win the Powerball. You can catch STD. Anything can happen. But the chances of it happening now, that's different. Chances of it happening, very low, very small. Um, but they're going to lose a lot of money for not doing this, this vaccine thing. I think it's silly. That's how you make your medicine, make your living. You, you, I mean, I think they should just do it and just move on instead of making make it a big deal. I don't think it should be forced, but if this is your job, that's how you earn a living, fuck it. Yeah, although I don't care. And I think, like, there's a level for me of, like, every person's immune system is responsible for whether or not they will catch it. And I'm just a fan of people choosing whatever option they choose for themselves, you know. Although I'll point out, 
something smart that was said was, if you notice, LeBron said he got the vaccine. So, motherfucker, if LeBron got it, all y'all better get it or be forced to not play. Now, if LeBron hadn't did it, then it's like, you know, but the big dog said, you know, it's like Jordan saying, I got it. Hey, and he put, Steve Kerr, you better have it because if, if Jordan got it and it, it can not afford to be lost, you certainly can. Mm-hmm. So for the five or six players who have it, Kyrie being the most important, it's like, notice every player who says they got it brings up their family. I got it for my family was LeBron's response, you know, we want to travel, we want to do this, we want to do that. Every player who hasn't gotten it went with I, me, 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 I. And to be fair, MPJ, uh, Michael Porter Jr. for the Denver Nuggets, Kyrie Irving for the Nets, and Andrew Wiggins for Golden State. State. Mm Mm-hmm. They're all younger guys that it's like, yeah, everyone on the, they're under 25, 26, I think all of them, that it's like, me, I don't have no wife, I don't have no kids, me, I don't feel like, Jonathan Isaacs for Orlando, I don't feel like it was a good thing, I don't feel like y'all, you know, it's been enough time. Now, mind you, you train these guys to really monitor what they put in their bodies. So for me, it's like surprise, 40-year-old guy, the 24-year-old guy who makes $20 million a year off his body won't put the same thing your 40-year-old ass puts into your body. Mm. Of like, they would never put in their body what you put in your body. Fair. So just, that's where I agree with them. Now, where I don't agree It's a lot of money to walk away from is what where, I'm saying. And that's where I don't agree with them. Because Wiggins not making the max. He's, I don't agree with them. He's making a veteran's... Uh, because veteran's you say, veterans. hey, man, you know, all right, you're getting paid $15 million a year. There are guys who are making $16 an hour who just put it in their body because they want to make $16 an hour. So if they can do it for 16 hours, surely you can do it for 16 million a year. So that's the other side of what I think. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm kind of stuck right there that it's like, you know, you, you say you don't have it. You're kind of only thinking about yourself. You can listen to the interviews, Wiggins and Jonathan Isaacs and different people Kyrie did, that you'll see, I, me, 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 I. Mm-hmm. And you listen to LeBron and different people who've gotten the vaccine, Giannis. Uh, we, you know, me and my wife, me and my kids. That yeah, it's a lot of we. Damian Lillard, we, ah, you know, we, my wife and me, the kids. So yeah, I think it's a lot of that going on. I, I respect all the sides. Yeah, dude, you are making way too much money, and uh, you have to think outside. I understand you don't want to get it, but the way I looked at it, when I, I got vaccinated, the way I looked at it was like, I don't want to take it, but... Mm-hmm. I don't want to get tested every day. Yeah, I don't want to get tested, and also I was like, well, if I have to take it, I'm going to go with the one that they gave but the first also, responders. I'm not going to chase... But then also there's this aspect of... Um, this aspect of, um, you know... Like, yeah, that 
fuck, because I lost the words that I was trying to think of that I lost it in the drink. Well, that's all right. If I think of it, I'll say it. But Dude, we can do it on segment two. Don't worry about it. Just that there's this aspect of people talk the mixed messages and talking out of both sides of our face. You got companies at one time saying, oh, well, we don't have enough teachers. We're understaffed. We don't have enough nurses. We're understaffed. And in the same breath saying, we're going to fire you if you're unvaccinated. So it's like, which is it? Yeah. Y'all need people or not? This is uh, if you need people, and mind you, these nurses have worked through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And millions of this people, is, hundreds of thousands of people have come through there and they've been unvaccinated. Yeah. Then let them keep working. They're our heroes, right? Did we not clap for them? We don't clap for them anymore. Seven? But I'm going to have to cut you off there, man. We don't clap for them no more. Segment two is coming up. Betty White, advice time. Stay tuned. But I don't know, though. At I am Phil Hunter on Twitter. Avery Mason official on Instagram. All right, we're back. But I don't know, though. Let me give y'all the proper social media. I uh, want you to follow me at Avery Mason official on Instagram. The Avery Mason on Twitter. Phil, how can they uh, find you out there on find social me media? At I am Phil Hunter on all social media per usual. That was a good catch-up. I'm surprised we got to the end of it without nobody falling asleep. We've been here uh, boozing up. Um, apparently, we Phil felt I put too much juice in a mix I made for him. I thought I put a lot. In there, fam. But you might be not be tasting the liquor. I definitely put liquor. It's, it's like sugary juice that I'm like, nigga, I ain't ten. How many grams of sugar? It is that is a lot of sugar in there. Yeah, that's, that's that it's Kool Aid. Oh, that's why you got the Tropicana because it's not from off. it's not from concentrate. That's why you got the Tropicana. Okay. I mean, the Tropicana is what it is. It's a little bit of sugar in there, but in this shit that you got, yeah, it's Kool Aid. Basically, it ain't nothing but juice. That it's just like nigga. It's basically Kool Aid. I'm gonna drink and get the real stuff. Yeah. All right, so we're on to segment two. You all know if you've been listening to us on 23 episodes, it's advice time. It's where the name of the podcast comes from, but I don't know, though, because Phil and I, we are not experts. We're not sure. We done lived through some shit, but, but we don't know, though. we'll give you the best advice we feel would work yeah. for you, but I don't know. You do what you want. Non-experts, it is what it is. But if you take this advice and it doesn't work, hey, I don't know. It's on you. So we got some questions I think we're ready to answer. We got some good ones this week, Phil, if you're ready. I'll start off with the top one. What's the best way to reapply for a job that threatened to call the authorities on me? <laughs> reapply? Yeah, he wants to go back. Must be good money. You know, if you're eligible for all working, that. Wor- working for Pablo yeah. Escobar Knuckles. I applied for the job of my dreams. No, the job of my life. The best job you can ever have in your wildest dreams. Long story short, must be one of your people. I got rejected from the job. I was overly eager and contacted the lady who was the hiring manager. Anyway, I was looking at Craigslist and saw they have a few more openings. Red flag. So I want to talk to the HR manager and address the situation and own up to my mistakes and make things better and right. I need to do this for myself. I must just take charge and volunteer myself to do something uncomfortable and step outside my comfort zone. What do I do and say? As a side note, the HR manager told me I am no longer allowed to email the lady I was emailing. And if I do, they will take immediate action and may call the proper authorities. I just do not know what to say. Is it best I just go into his office and talk face to face or do I call or email? If so, what do I say and do? My advice to you is go look for a new job. 
red flag and you found this job on Craigslist and it's the job of your dreams, what do you do? Are you like the guy? On high, are you like the guy on high maintenance and you you sell weed and you go around and giving people weed? Like what what is this what job? The job you found in the paper, Avery, because that was like the Craigslist of your thing when you had went to get that porn job. Like a, what were yeah. you going to be in this job? <laughs> was that a term even for what you were going to be? Well, I, I I don't know if the, the right term was, but I would call it stunt dick. Stunt dick. That yeah. was okay. Yeah. Well, well you're on the action so set. They call it sta- they call it standins. I'm judging the youngest. I didn't know judgment. Nah, you're young. But whatever, but is it? Let me ask you a question. Is it judgment if I've been through it and I'm saying don't do it? It's not judgment. It's me giving you advice saying don't do it. Find another job on Craigslist. Don't go back to this job because you obviously have burned every single last bridge that there is to burn in this job. (laughs) You You went around HR and called this lady who you knew was doing the hiring and they're like, yo, don't do that and you did it anyway. Now you want to Get your way back in there. Nah, bro. You, you, you're done. Move on. Find the next job. Plenty of jobs out there. Good luck. Wear your mask. You'll get it. So you got a job on Craigslist. Yeah. When, how did he get fired for what? I'm sorry. Uh, he... All right. He, got re- he applied for a job. He got rejected from the job. He was overly eager, and he contacted the lady who was the hiring manager because mm-hmm. he saw they had other positions. So he just ah. contacted her directly, and they were like, bro, don't do that. <laughs> oh, okay. So he kind of scared her off by being over-eager. Yeah, he bombed. That's interesting. I he, wonder if it's just... He, he, he bombed the interview and then was trying oh, to get... Oh, okay. He tried to the interview yeah. and tried to like follow up like, nah, but really. That's unfortunate because you know what? Sometimes I think people overthink things that, especially these beginning jobs, that it's just like, do I really need four years of forklift experience or should you just teach me how to use the forklift? So I think the answer sometimes is like, those are the people who want the job, man, give it to them. And you know, in the same breath, they'll be telling people that they're overqualified. So it's a level of like, just get this kid the job, man. He seems to want it. He seems to have the enthusiasm behind it. Could he be a serial killer? Yes. Possibly. Yes. yes. But probably not. He's probably just an eager kid. If it's anywhere beyond or below him having two job experiences, then he's just being real with you about how much he wants the job. Let the kid have it. Listen, I would let like me to say this. I would like to know what job this is that I he's think, so thirsty right, for. Right, he didn't say what job it was. Yeah. One of my, one of the best jobs I ever had uh, was when I was 19. I think I was making like $17 an hour, which is great for a 19-year-old in Indiana in 2006. So, yeah, like, don't judge me and be, oh, motherfucker, that ain't, look, I don't know, adjust for inflation. I haven't had to try, I have a real job in in years. Anyway, Hmm. I said that to say, my hiring manager, I don't want to say his name, was real cool white dude, but he told me, and I was working for ADT as an alarm installer. I think I must have came in about three or four times, and on the fourth time, he kind of went, man, you really want this job, man, so, you know, you're kind of young, I was kind of scared of hiring you, but you really want it, let's go. Mm. I mean, I lasted there about eight months, which is longer than a lot of people last, you know, it is what it is. Um, 
But I'm saying that to say, you know, when you teach the kids the four P's, you know, patience, perseverance, practice, persistence, that, you know, you have to at some point reward them for that. You've taught them that, the four P's, so yeah. And some people even say the five P's, patience, practice, perseverance, persistence, and prayer. So yeah, you know, reward that kid's enthusiasm. Like, fuck you for, like, making them out to be a serial killer or weird or telling them that there are rules. This generation has to learn that no means no, and if someone's not interested, move on. It is I mean, not, it's not that serious. We, I, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to him. sleep with the job. This is different. This isn't a sexual uh, taking experience. And so consent is a thing, but it's not a thing. He bombed the interview. I'm not going to say she has to give him a job. She could at least tell him, here's three things you did wrong and try to get these right on the next journey. And I think especially we have to have sympathy for those who have never had a job. And, and I don't mean a motherfucker lose 40. You 40, you never had a job. You're a loser. Explain why you haven't had a job ever in your life. This guy sounds like he's about seven, anywhere from 20 on back to about 15, A new guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on the state he lives in and what the new laws guy, are. New guy, new guy. That it's like, be sympathetic. Pull him in the office. Get him a lunch on the company card and say, kid, oh, I like you. You just didn't have the right answers. Here's what you can do better in your next interview. And then say to him, you know what, man? Put me down as a reference, dog. And um, I mean, mind you. Sounds good, it'll never happen. Sounds good, it'll never happen. We get into this woke place, and there's all this wokeisms about this and about that. That it's like, what about shit like this? And mind you, this kid might be a kid whose mother grew up on welfare, section eight, that he ain't never even seen nobody have a job. He don't even know how to show up for a uh, job. Now we're getting into the water. For a job interview. I'm just being real uh, here. Because we woke for all this other bullshit. Show them kids some love, man. So, that yeah, that's my answer. Show, show that motherfucker some love. You got other options. Here's the next question. This one's a little tougher. I feel like you got a perspective on this. Can I leave my wife, who is taking care of me during a serious illness, for a much younger woman I met online? (laughs) I've been married to my wife for 27 years. We have three adult children. I have not gotten along with her in a long time. She has no interest at all in sex. We sleep in the same bed, but (laughs) but keep to our own sides. Uh, I am very ill, and she is helping me through this illness. I've always had the conviction that you marry for life. I recently met someone online who has changed my life. She is 20 years my junior and has two small children. She and I want to be together. I already know more about her than I do my wife of 27 years. Her father and stepmother met on Facebook and they've been happily married since then. So she believes our relationship will work. Because my wife is helping me through my illness, I feel guilty leaving her. I don't know what to do. I haven't been happy in so long. I deserve to be happy. Is it wrong for me to leave my wife after she has been helping me through my illness? I don't know what to do. What do you think? That's a tough question. But I'll say this. If you're going to leave someone who's been with you for, for 27 years and knows all the major signs of your illness for someone who you've only known for a few months who does not know the major signs of your illness, 
You're cruising for a bruising. Earthquake had the best joke. You better get with somebody who knows the signs of a stroke and leave that young girl alone. You be sitting there, woo, 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 and she be like, oh, tick-tock, tick-tock. That's a great earthquake joke. Uh, yeah, you know what? You want to leave your wife? Bro, go to counseling. I don't know. You don't explain in this question whether or not you've tried counseling or any other thing. or You just you don't know that girl. Did he ever say he met this girl or just online? I think he just said he met her online. He bro, never really listen, says. Bro, a lot of people, that might not even be a girl play. I hate to break it to mm. you. It's online, it's long distance, it's whatever it is. Bruh, stay with your wife, dog. The yeah. devil you know is better than the devil. The one you, you don't. Y'all can work it out, but man, you get with this girl and it doesn't work out. You can't go back to that wife for 27 years and she take you Did back. Did he ever mention that he told her, like, flat out? He hey, doesn't say he told her, sex but. Now, now um, mind you, sex ain't gonna heal your heart, brother. And it might even be the shit that kill you, so be careful now. You might not be ready for no sex. <laughs> we don't like to think about that. We like to just, you know, the woman's bad. Maybe she knows she that pussy might kill you, so she chilling. That sex might put him in the coffin. Yeah, that's it true. Might put you in the coffin, playing now. And she got, Phil, she got two like kids. To go out, but, she got two but kids. I'm just too. saying, maybe her pinching you on your ass is good enough. Yeah, seriously. And kissing you on the cheek, dog. You might. You need to worry about something other than sex play because, yeah, it sounds like your life in jeopardy. Did he ever say what illness he had? He didn't what? say, but I think mm. I think what he wants is sex. Like I mean, most yeah, men. I we think all want it, but is he ready for it? Probably it's not. He's going to have to take some medication he for that. He might have to get the defibrillator out. He might have to stretch. Woo, clear. It's <laughs> like, bruh, nah. Not, not, not. You you got to be with someone who knows the signs of a stroke and give you that medication. Why you got a condom on? Exactly. Not good. So yeah. maybe the wife is giving you what you what giving you what you need and not yeah. what you want. Maybe the doctor told her she should withhold sex because it might kill you. So she yeah, might be helping you. Hey, I know you want to break them off a piece, but don't because it could kill them. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to wait. Maybe don't break them off a little piece of nothing. Can't get ready for that. Can't handle it. That's so, yeah, sad. I'm sorry, Clay. He spent all that time great. helping you and taking care I mean, of you and just leave. On what's important, that woman bringing you your man's daily. It is what it is, dog. All right. Unless there's some medicine up in that. All right. Well, now it's time uh, for one of my favorite uh, segments on the show. Betty White and Phil, can you help him with the... With the instructions, how the rules go, what what is it? We just talk about crimes that have happened. We read the crime, and we try to determine the race of the person. And, you know, if they're white, we tend to go with Betty White, which is also an actress on the Golden Girls, for those of you who don't know. And if they black, we kind of tend to roll with, I I tend to lean towards, couldn't have been us. Couldn't have been no Mm -hmm. nephews, because... Because some crimes, it just tells you that they white right there mm-hmm. in the details. Well, it certainly tells you they're not black. Yeah, some of the stuff they do. And then if it's anything other, we just go with, man, that, that might be some others because that's weird. Well, we got a good one here. Inmate escapes jail for seven hours, then comes back. Woo! He got a taste of freedom and gave it back. An inmate escaped from a prison on Thursday night, then simply returned to the jail hours later. I'm going to avoid saying his name because it's a giveaway. He's 45 years old, criminal, fled from the jail about 8 p.m. on the 4th of July, according to the sheriff's office. 
He had been in prison for theft of property, burglary of a motor vehicle, and failure to pay child support. The sheriff's office said that he returned to the jail at 3 a.m. about seven hours after he fled the facility. It was not clear how he escaped. The former escapee is likely to face additional charges for the jailbreak. Phil, what do you say? He broke out. He turned himself in. Hours later, black, white, <laughs> other. Now, what was he wanted for? List the crimes he was wanted for. Well, it was mostly theft. He'd been in prison for theft of property, burglary. I can't say that word. Burglary. Yeah, it's a tough one. That burglary. Hard. Burglary. Of, back out to the, well, you know, the alcohol is making me slow my words. Okay, burglary. Burglary of a motor vehicle and failure to pay child support. What was the first crime again? <laughs> Alcohol, folks. Burglary. Burglary. Theft of property. Theft of property. Burglary of a motor vehicle. And then child support. And the child support. This, this. So he broke out. Yeah. They don't say what he did, but he came back at 3 a.m. like, yeah, I'm and good. And he came back like, I hope they don't notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Woo! I sleepwalk at night. Fuck, break out of prison and come back. See, he was sleepwalking. Yeah, the child support angle almost made me say that sound like some of us. Mm. But the coming back to prison, <laughs> you gotta come. Woo. You gotta come find me. I'm not coming back. You gotta look for me. At least hey, look, look as Cat Williams said, "Ain't no nigga in the history of nigga though." Ever then came back to prison after breaking out. So we're gonna go ahead and go with I'm gonna go with Betty White, but I wanna say this might be some type of Hispanic because they Catholic in the Lord and that they be afraid. Nah, you can't pick two, bro. Right, it's just one. Let's Don't go me. with Betty White because that's the majority. You go white boys. Oh man. They have. Broke out of jail and came back seven hours later, cousin. What are you really? I'm trying to figure out if he told what he told. What are you doing? Uh, sleepwalking, sleepwalking. Like, That's hilarious. How do you? You're free. Go to Mexico. You broke out and came back. Came back. Wow. What was his issue? How long have you been in there? I'm curious now. Didn't I got say. Questions. Didn't say. He broke out of jail and came back. Mm-hmm. He got outside and said, man, they going to tear my ass up when they catch me out. <laughs> Guilty conscience, because most motherfuckers would have said, well, mm-hmm. that's the end of that. Poor bye. That's some guy. Mental health funny. issues. Got another one here for you, Phil. This is a good one. Man allegedly hiding drugs in butt accidentally shoots himself in testicles. Oh, no. Yeah, a bungling felon made a series of blunders when he shot himself in the testicles and tried to hide the weapon, all while storing drugs in his anus. Uh, this man is <laughs> trying to do too much. He was carrying, uh, 27-year-old carrying a pistol in his front pocket uh, in his apartment when the firearm accidentally discharged and pierced his groin and thigh. Uh, he is a 13-time convicted felon, told his girlfriend to dispose of the weapon before heading to the hospital. When the ex-con finally went to the hospital, a balloon of marijuana slipped out of his anus oh, while the doctor was operating on the gunshot wound. <laughs> Forgot that was in there. You get so used to carrying stuff up your butt. Yeah, cops also arrived at the hospital when alerted of the gunshot wound and searched his car where they discovered a bag of meth in the blood-stained jeans he was wearing when he shot himself. 
officers issued an arrest warrant for him. As he was being processed at the jail, he was strip searched and another balloon of marijuana slipped from his anus. That's two. That's two. While in jail, he made a number of calls to his girlfriend, asked her not to cooperate with investigators working on the case. Authorities were listening in on the calls. The felon was charged with possession of a firearm, unlawful possession of meth, possession of a controlled substance in a correctional facility, and four counts of tampering with the witness. Phil, the facts are there. What do you say? Two bags of weed up his ass. like a clown car that, you know, one clown comes out, two clowns, (laughs) then three, four, you go, how many clowns are in there? He should have been doing Kegel exercises to uh, strengthen. Yeah, I mean, this motherfucker clearly wasn't utilizing his true talent. (laughs) So he had a pistol initially, shot himself. Yeah, he had the pistol in his pocket and he shot himself accidentally. Yeah, he forgot the weed was up his butt. Forgot the weed was up the butt. Man, that's so goddamn funny. Can you imagine you, you're doing surgery on it and you're like, what's that smell, man? Something stink. And then you can't figure out, you think it's an infection and all of a sudden he has a bowel movement and a condom full of weed pops out. <laughs> but what do you think, Phil? Man, listen. Come on. Come on. Don't get shy now. Come on. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, man. I see you thinking about it hard. It's but- kind of, it feel like uh, drug mule or Hispanic because they a lot of them cross the border. And they, shit. Bro, they didn't even say he was a mule. I think he was just doing this for fun. I don't even think it was, was he wasn't being forced. Own. El Chapo didn't give him this pack or nothing. He did this all on his own. Mm-hmm. Shot himself, but did get a gun to his girlfriend in the hospital. One slips out. Where did the second one slip out at when they detained him? When they him? detained him in jail. When they found the first, the first pack. Yeah. predicate felon. Yep. Hmm. It's not Tony Ayo, so don't predicate even... Felon. Tony Ayo was a predicate felon. Time, but you still out on the streets. That make me think you white. We're going to go with Betty White for... Yeah, let's go with that. Damn, fellas two for two today, man. Could've, two for two. Yeah, man. try to trick him with that one. Got you with the weed. But, uh, oops. There we go. Got you with the weed, but you got it. White boy, I would never shove anything like that up my butt. I'm sorry. It ain't enough money in the world because I had a prostate exam and it wasn't pleasant for me or the guy doing it. So what makes you think I'm going to take something <laughs> like a condom, fill it with weed, and shove it up? I tell you, and I mean, I can't be comfortable. I've already told some tales here on the, today's episode. When I would play basketball when I was like 16, I live in Hallville. That was, you know, where my grandma lived, RIP, Indianapolis. Anyway, Hallville, people Mm -hmm. may know. Google that like I had you Google Blackburn Terrace earlier, which is actually not in Hallville. But anyway, play basketball, Sharon Park, and I still remember to this day. One dude sat a pistol down as you go. I'm about to really play my hardest against the dude that sat a pistol down? Nah. Another dude, you know, reached between his cheeks and pulled out a bag of crack that I'm like, crackheads smoke crack after you pull it out your ass? You sure do. I said, yeah, Phil, never do crack. Addiction is serious. So, never. You know, a lot of y'all smoke weed, Let me ask you a question, though. Let me ask you a question, though. We got dispensaries now. Let me ask you a question, though. Do you think... 
the crackheads that smoke the weed out of the ass crack, do you think they smell it first or do you think they just go straight up the nose? I'm just saying. You think they get they're like, where'd you you have this, man? Crackheads smell like ass. Where'd you keep this, man? Was this in your armpit? Nah, man, it was in my ass. Oh, okay. I was going to say because it smelled kind of. You got to put that in your sock, bro. Damn. Heroin, crack. These, man, this thing is destroying the community. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just, we, you know. We have finished the bottle of Dulce Vida Sweet life. life. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> crack up the ass. Crack up the ass, weed up the ass. If you're a listener and you do drugs, I mean, if you can't get to a weed dispensary by now. Yeah, that's sad. It should make you think about, because a lot of people who smoke weed never think they're on drugs. All right, I'm going to do one more. We got a couple more minutes. A Brooklyn woman lies to cops about kid and stolen cars so they'll find it quicker. I'll say that one more time. Brooklyn woman lies to cops about kid and stolen car so they'll find it quicker. A Brooklyn woman whose idling car was allegedly swiped off the street Thursday lied to cops that her six-year-old nephew was inside so they would try to find it faster. The 22-year-old woman told cops she left her 2008 Chrysler Pacifica running while she went into a store on Farragut near Albany. Uh, She told authorities that she returned and discovered her car missing. She then called 911 and claimed the operator to the operator that her six-year-old nephew was inside. One responded, cops found the vehicle 10 minutes later. No child was inside. The woman fabricated the story in an attempt to rush officers to the scene. Police later discovered the woman's nephew had been home the whole time. She was taken into custody and is expected to be charged with filing a false police report. Oh, oh. back up. I'm sorry, that went very fast. What was the beginning? I, I got the end of it. What was the beginning of that? Blame it on a goose. Got you feeling loose. That's Blame it, it on the trunk. Got you with the zone. Baby, we live in the sweet. Blame it on alcohol. So she got her car stolen, and she told the cops that her nephew was in the car, so they would look for the okay. car, find it quicker. Ah, okay. Nephew was home the whole time. Mm-hmm. Did they ever find a car? They did. They found a car 10 minutes later, but it was, there wasn't no kid inside. Shit, maybe he got out and walked home. Hell. Nah, he was never in the car in the first never place. Never in the car in the first place. Yeah. How do you know that? Did they say that? They did say that. Kid was never in the car. There was no signs. Yeah. You, know, you got a six-year-old in the car, there'd be a car seat. Wasn't no car seat. Yeah. Six? Yeah, nephew was six. We used to jump in the whip when we were six and just roll. Well, yeah. I don't know about y'all out there. In New York, they had car seat tricky. rules and whatnot. I feel like she might be a black woman and they just ignoring her concerns. Look at the fuck about you or your nephew. She wasn't sure they were going to come. Hey. Here go this car. Uh, yeah, because he looked up and said, shit, I can walk home from here. <laughs> anyway. Maybe um, he didn't feel like waiting on the bus or the dollar van. Whatever. Like that sometimes. Said, shit, I got to be to work. Um, what you think? For this one, okay, she said her nephew was in there, so she was either lying or they just not paying her no attention. She said she was in the car, he was at home. I'm gonna come with it. This feel like it's some of us, because this story feels incomplete to me. So I'm gonna go with this is some of us, this is some yeah. black people right here. So here's the thing they don't give a name or description of the woman, but 
Then why would you read? Well, because I want us to debate on it based on the facts. The whole point of this. No, 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 no. But hear this, hear this. She. I don't know if you're familiar. No, they didn't. But if you're familiar with Brooklyn, the car was found. She was over there in East Flatbush, Albany, and Farragut. Thus, nothing but West Indian (laughs) is nothing but West Indians over there. That's why I'm like, it's it's one of us, Phil. Because, you know, here the facts. She knew that if she told the cops my car got stolen, their response would be, I, well, we'll look for it. She knew she had payments on it. The only way she's going to get the car or find it to get it back is, look, my nephew's in the car. Why people don't do that? Why people just be like, hey, my car got stolen. Cool, let me get a report, file the insurance claim. Black people don't always have full coverage insurance to do that. So guess what? We need the car back because I still got payments to make. Let me call the cops, tell them my nephew's in there. They'll find it quicker. It's got to be, I feel like it's one of us, Phil. I'm sorry. I don't think it's a Karen. Not this yeah, time. because of what you said, but that's what I was getting at, too. I said, yo, it sounds like some of us, because the story sound weird. Yeah. And then it also Farragut near Albany. If anybody knows yeah. anything about Brooklyn, he's from Brooklyn. That's know, that heavy much, West like, Indian. Yeah, that's deep in Brooklyn. East Flatbush, ain't nothing but black people over there. And like I said, you know, they feel like they Maybe he was in there, and you know he also was grown. So he said, "Shit, I'm right here. I, yeah, I know this neighborhood. Not a watch for what it's worth about well, with Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. the comedy special folks. There's a joke about Elizabeth Smart and the 15 year old black girl that was in Brooklyn, or not Brooklyn, in Philadelphia. She might have been 12." Mm-hmm. And she had just chewed her way out of tape and looked up at the highway and went, I'm two exits away from my bus stop and walked back home. Well, and they were like, yeah, she freed herself. Meanwhile, we were so worried about Elizabeth Smart. Well, the cops found that, that her nephew had been home the whole time and that she was lying about it. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they figured okay, out she was so lying. She it was wasn't, lying. She yeah, did. she just wanted she her car back. Simply reporting her car. Yeah. <laughs> was not stolen. Wasn't urgent enough. Nobody cares. Let's say there's a kid in there. It's like a guy asking for help on Instagram and a girl asking for help. Girl asks for help on Instagram, hundreds of replies. Guy asks for help, hey, man. You got to do your best. You got to take care of yourself. You got to do the research. There's nobody volunteering information to help that person. Because I had that happen to me recently. I won't say what, but I got advice from someone to do something, and I did it, and nothing. Not one single helpful uh, post or repost. So only works if you're a female, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, this has been dope. Phil's eyes are squinty like he's doing a TikTok video right now, so I'm going to let him rock because he's, I don't know what was in this Dulce video, but man, it was good. And we good, I man. guess you can save this for another time. Friday you know, you gotta evening, drink this if we're you don't chilling, want it. it's 4 o'clock, we're going to find us some food. And yeah, wild, let's eat, man. bro. But this has been dope, man. Thank y'all so much for listening to But I Don't Know That. We got Thank some you. things we're planning on. We're trying to maybe do some live shows. We're trying to find a venue for comedy. We're find a venue by January, we guarantee. I've done this been show told is no. Be there. I've been told no like four times. And y'all so y'all gonna be able to come out with yeah, some come of out this and see live us. and some stand up live and some funny friends that we know. Facts. Tweet at us if you know any good venues or maybe you have one that you want us to come bring the show to. We'll come check it out. Yeah, Can't hurt. Know. And you can tweet. I am Phil Hunt. Use the hashtag. But I don't know though. That's on Twitter, on Instagram. You can uh, at me, Instagram, Avery Mason Official. The Avery Mason on Twitter. This has been dope. 
I think me and Phil got to go get something to eat because Phil is fading right now. We finished this whole lies. We finished this whole half a bottle of this. We had our moments. Be the douce, sweet life. Information, you know, is slow to seep into our brains, but we we did the damn thing. Hit us up and let us know and try some Dulce Vita if you got it in your area. Dulce Vita should sponsor us. the grapefruit. That was good. They got any other flavors? They got jalapeno. They got oh, jalapeno. Uh, one that's just regular tequila. You know, jalapeno tastes pretty good too. You think it would taste nasty? It was actually kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, y'all, y'all been dope. We'll see y'all next week. You know, but I, I don't know. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Rate listening. us. Like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Most definitely. All the ratings on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Avery Mason, co-host of But I Don't Know, though. And I really got to apologize. There must be some sort of a break in my head. Uh, maybe it's lack of sleep. I'm not sure. Maybe it's this uh, energy drink I've been drinking. But the way the contest works is we're trying to get to 150 subscribers. I keep saying 300 because I'm under pressure really trying to impress Phil, you know, with a big number, 300, like the movie. But the truth is, we only need 150 subscribers in order for one of you to win this Nintendo Switch that I'm trying to give away. You got to follow me and Phil on all our social media and maybe make a comment or something. And whatever comment you make, use the hashtag, but I don't know though, B-U-T-I-D-K-T-H-O. Whatever comment it is, use that hashtag and you can possibly win this Nintendo Switch. One of you is going to win it. Not all of you, just one. There's only one. But uh, make sure you like, share, subscribe, and tune in. Phil is on Twitter, and I am Phil Hunt. And on Instagram, I am Phil Hunt. And I am Avery Mason, official on Instagram. Avery Mason, official on Instagram. The Avery Mason on Twitter. So you got a lot of options and choices. Good luck to you all. I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. And we'll see you next week.